Welcome to our Coptic Orphans podcast, Cool Copts Doing Cool Things. In our bi-weekly podcast, we'll be talking with the most interesting and influential people we know in Coptic and Egyptian circles. I'll also be bringing you up to speed on what Coptic Orphans is doing and how, by God's grace, we ensure that fatherless children are cared for, loved, and educated to reach their greatest potentials. We are so happy today to sit down with Mireille Micheli, author of the children's book series Super Holies, a series that reimagines the fruits of the Holy Spirit as superpowers and teaches children about their faith and its glory. She has also published the Guardian Angels Collection for St. Mary and St. Moses Abbey Press and the Super Secret Treehouse Bible Club. Marie also writes hymns for the Coptic Youth Channel, which are available on her website at mireymishrei.com. Marie, thank you so much for joining us, and we are privileged to have you here on Cool Cots. There is so much to cover. That's amazing, Mireille. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I would love to know what led you to writing children's books in particular. How did you get started? So on my website, I discussed that um, I could not have children. My son, uh, Hilo, for whom the series is uh, is named, his name is Hilo Patir. He's named after my patron saint, and the series is called Hilo and the Super Holies. Um, he is the result of uh, many prayers and a miracle by Saint Marina. Um, and when Hilo was growing up, um, I, I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted him to grow, uh, to love Christ above everything else. That was my priority, especially that he came after years of prayers and we were blessed with this miracle. So part of our nightly routine was to read Bible stories with him. And then Philo uh, only had four Bible stories that he wanted to hear over and over again. (laughs) He wanted to hear either David, Daniel, Noah, or Moses. And and these were on like repetitive loops. And uh, at the same time as he was growing up, he loved Spider-Man. And and I I joke and I say I must have spent countless hours of my life watching Spider-Man with him. And then I realized that children are drawn to superheroes naturally and superpowers, and they don't realize that our faith is a superpower. They don't realize that the fruit of the Holy Spirit are superpowers. Um, And then I I realized that we we needed to introduce our faith in a different way to our our children in this modern day and age. um, There are so many distractions and everything, so many things that grab their attention. And I, I wanted to introduce our faith in the context of superpower, because it truly is. Our faith gives us superpowers. That's beautiful, Mireille. I feel like many parents can relate to watching hours and hours of whatever superhero their kid has chosen to be their favorite, but it's really amazing that you've 
created resources for Christian superheroes and and showcasing how our faith is a superpower. So that's really cool to hear. On your website, you have hymns that you've written for the CYC, the Christian Youth Channel, which sounds really unique. Can you tell us a little bit more about those hymns? Yeah, it would be my pleasure again. Uh, CYC holds a big place in my heart because they also have the mission of reaching out to our modern youth. Um, And anybody who um, spends time and effort trying to grab our youth's attention has my admiration and my prayers. So they reached out to me and asked me to uh, compose hymns about the seven sacraments of church. And the idea was the hymns needed to explain the, the, the rites of the church, right? Like, what is the sacrament of confession? What is the sacrament of baptism? Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful that they entrusted me with that because, and it's a bit embarrassing to admit, I learned <laughs> a lot about the sacraments, having to research them to compose the hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been a Sunday school teacher for many years, and, and I thought I knew everything there was to know, and I learned really amazing facts about our sacraments that made me love them even more. Like, for example, uh, before writing the hymn of uh, the Holy Unction, um, I had no idea that the original Mayroon, like part of the Mayroon has components from the Shroud of Christ, like the spices that were used Wow. When Christ was entombed, so the, the original, original, original Mayroon started with that, and and it's like the mother oil, right? So, so this has been carried on for two thousand years, and I find that fascinating. Wow. The spices that Joseph of Arimathea used, part of those were carried by the apostles and reached Egypt with Saint Mark, and and I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. The idea was for the, the the children to learn about the sacraments in a fun way, um, and obviously hymns have that great capacity, right? They could teach you a story, and and you're and and you learn it by heart. And the older you get, it stays with you, and, and the older you get, you understand it on a different level. So, um, as a Sunday school teacher, I'm always looking for tools and resources that we could leverage in our lessons to to bring the lessons to life. Um, And that's why I I put the links on my website, Uh, but I always encourage everyone to go directly to the CYC YouTube channel and everything is there. Hmm. I'm sure most people have still some to learn about the sacraments, no matter how much we feel like we know. So that's really amazing. And I love that there's always more for us to learn in the church and about our sacraments and about our superpower, our faith and its superpower. And now, in your opinion, how, why would you say these books and these hymns and these other resources that uh, you you write or you curate or you host on your website, why are these so important for Copts in terms of our values and, and our heritage? I don't think one podcast is enough for me to explain it, <laughs> but I'm going to try to be succinct, which is not one of my strong suits. Um, at the risk of sounding alarmist, um, I feel that this generation is facing tremendous challenges, more than our generation. I, When I look back, I feel like when we were growing up, we were truly innocent, like quote-unquote. Uh, we did not have as much competing for our attention in the secular world. 
um, I feel like now we have to prove to our kids that our faith is cool. And um, I don't think our parents had to worry about us deviating from the faith, not their generation. Our parents didn't have to worry about us not wanting to attend church. I mean, you had the odd cases, but I wouldn't say it was as widespread as I feel now. We have a generation that's being pulled away from church by different factions. I mean, just them going to, to school, some of our kids are embarrassed to talk about their, their faith. Mm. In Egypt, they used to be in danger about discussing their faith, but in, in North America, um, they get picked on and bullied and, and um, criticized or confronted about their faith. So the more we could equip our children and empower them to show the love of Christ, to be the light of the world, which is what we're all called to be, um, the better they will be able to spread the love of Christ to those around them and and the more empowered they will feel about their own faith. I, I don't want Philo or any of my Sunday school kids to doubt the veracity of Christianity. I mean, we all have moments where we question certain elements um, because we are not knowledgeable enough or some um, concepts were not properly explained to us growing up, but what I see right now, the, the amount of attrition in churches and the youth that leave the church and, and don't come back for years, that breaks my heart. I, I don't even want to contemplate a world where we're, we have to prove that Christ exists to our own kids. I mean, we have mm. to prove it to the rest of the world. But when you reach a point where you're worried that you have to prove it to the kids in Sunday school, that's, that shocks me. And worries me. So the more tools and resources we have to help each other, to help our churches flourish, to help our youth ministers, um, you know, equip our children, the better. I mean, if we're talking resources, I have to give a couple of shout outs, maybe more. One of my friends, Shireen Marcus, she operates Bridges to Orthodoxy. She creates phenomenal curriculums. You really have to get in touch with her. Um, I'm sure you know of Coptic Dad and Mom, Laura Filopatir, another phenomenal uh, resource um, for mm -hmm. Coptic faith. There is uh, Phoebe Farag, who is a Coptic author. Um, I mean, we're living in the age of Coptic Renaissance. That's how I call it. I termed that, <laughs> that word a few years ago. Because we've never had as many creators, content creators, and authors. And uh, there's also Madonna Lawendi. There is uh, illustrators, Justina Boulis. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head about all the cool cops that should be on this podcast. They deserve <laughs> to be on it more than me. Um, Phoebe Farag Michael wrote a beautiful book called... Uh, and obviously, now I'm going to forget. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how we practice joy and that's a concept that years ago we wouldn't have had in the Coptic church right like it's more about uh, liturgical aspect so I, I feel like we're living in the age of Coptic renaissance with all these uh, sorry it's called putting joy into practice yeah um, a phenomenal book um, we're living in the age of, of Coptic uh, creativity and uh, collaboration and, and we really need to help one another and collaborate with one another and share our resources because we're in it together if we all need 
it's a community of faith that's now global thanks to you know communications and social media we, we decry how bad social media is but at the same time it has brought us closer together i met all these phenomenal ladies because of social media um because of Facebook, believe it or not, when I started off with the Super Holies, um, I announced it on Facebook and somehow we found one another. So mm. I hope and pray that we all continue to create tools and material and resources for the glory of Christ, for the love of Christ, to, to help shield our children, to strengthen their faith and to empower them. That was really well put, Mireille, and... There definitely are many more distractions and ways of being distracted and things to be distracted by today than there were even just 20 years ago or 40 years ago or 80 years ago. But like you said, there's also some joy in knowing that this is the time of collaboration beyond what could have been done in the past and creativity and resource sharing and, and communicating across the world in seconds. I mean, it's really incredible to see the amazing things that have come out of that. So you put that really well. And so just so you know, we actually did interview Laura of Coptic Dad and Mom a few episodes back. There you go. And she was definitely a cool Copt, Uh, but you're right. I mean, there's so many amazing things and so many cool Copts and projects and the amount of work that happens behind the scenes and making sure that our heritage stays alive is really incredible. And I'm happy to hear that you've connected with so many of these people and they've helped you in your journey and and, inshallah. And it's something that will continue for um, generations to come. I actually wanted to make a confession. (laughs) Okay. Um, I am one of those sponsors who's very shy about writing to my sponsored child. So I know that Coptic Orphans is great about um, building bridges between the child in Egypt and their family in North America, the one sponsoring them. And I get news about my child, which I love receiving, but there is something in me that makes me very shy about writing to my child. Um, Do you have, maybe you should explain it to the audience those who are joining you for the first time how that works communicating on how frequently we get the letters and maybe you have tips for those of us who are shy about writing back sure well i I first want to say you should absolutely not be shy about writing to these kids because they really cherish every single word that they get from their sponsors i mean it's it's really beautiful to see uh, there are some kids who our reps have walked in and they have their letters framed on their walls from their brother or their mother or their sister in in the UK and Australia and all over the world so they really love everything you write we definitely do what we can to make sure that that relationship stays strong because the kids value it so much and and the sponsors do too but uh, as a sponsor, when you join, what happens is you, you get a, a welcome packet, as you know, and it has all of your child's information, their age, their grade, where they are in school, how they're doing, a little bit about their family, and you will get the template for your first letter to them, your introduction letter, and you'll receive a progress report from your child's volunteer rep once a year, and so that's just kind of a report about their grades and their well-being and how their family's doing. 
but you'll get regular letters from your child a minimum of twice a year. So we definitely encourage sponsors to write back at least twice a year, but of course, they're always welcome to do more than that if they wish through the donor portal they can access online. And actually, in um, 2020 and 2021, when we were all kind of hunkered down (laughs) during the height of COVID, we worked to make this process a little smoother. So before every one of our volunteer reps was manually recording with a pen and paper all the kids' updates and, and of course, relaying that information back to the sponsors all over the world took quite a bit of time. But they've recently, because of the generosity from our friends from all over the world, they actually now each have a tablet. And in that tablet, they can record the kids' updates and update their profile and send that information to wherever their sponsor is anywhere in the world instantaneously. So we've cut down that process of of several months down to literally minutes. And so that's really incredible. And I think it also improves that relationship between the child and their sponsor. And um, I mean, now if your kid walks across that stage and graduates from university, you'll get a notification right away that that's happened. And it's really cool to see, but Seriously, if anyone feels shy about that kind of thing, I'm telling you, do not at all. The kids are absolutely overjoyed when they get their letters and they'll read them to the reps. Really adorable. And I really just pray that there are never any unsponsored children because it's such a huge blessing. They're all supported equally by the program, whether or not they're sponsored. But the sponsored kids get that extra special and personal touch from their sponsor, and it really, really makes an impact on them. So thank you for um, participating in it, and I I hope more people uh, think about joining that kind of blessing. So thank you so much, Mary, for asking. But uh, we're running out of time, so I did want to say that it's been such a delight to have you on Cool Cops, and we're really inspired by all of your work that ensures that Coptic kids value their superhero faith. And do you have any last words for our listeners before we close out for today? Yes. Whoever was patient enough to listen to us till now, keep <laughs> me in your prayers. Um, and please keep all Coptic children in your prayers because their generation is going through unprecedented historical changes and changes in society and in morals and values. So let's pray for all the children. Mm, beautifully put, Mary. Thank you. I hope everyone feels as inspired as I do after our chat. And to everyone who's still listening, thank you for your love and prayers and support for the children of Egypt. If you're interested in picking up your copy of Super Holies, you can do so on Amazon. And if you enjoyed this episode of Cool Cops, give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can follow Coptic Orphans on Twitter and Instagram and visit our website at copticorphans.org. We would love to hear from you, so make sure to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. On behalf of the Coptic Orphans team, thank you, and I look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Cool Cops Doing Cool Things. Thank you.